Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence, and by Dow Automotive Systems, innovations for clean powertrain solutions. This is AutoLine Daily for March 11, 2011, and now the news. And in case you haven't heard, Japan was pounded by an 8.9 magnitude earthquake yesterday afternoon. It was the strongest tumbler to strike the country in more than a century. Of course, our interest in reporting this is its impact on the auto industry and because we've got a lot of friends and colleagues in Japan. Not surprisingly, automakers and suppliers are shutting down factories because of this disaster. So far, the damage doesn't sound that bad considering how powerful this quake was. Earlier this week, we reported that Ford CEO Alan Mulally earned over $56 million in stock. But that was his incentive award from 2008. Now the Detroit Free Press says that Ford will report his 2010 compensation in the coming weeks, and it could be the largest pay package ever seen in the history of the auto industry. You know, Mulally really made the right move going to Ford. If you add up the value of all the stock and options he has, it's now worth $313 million, and that does not include wages or benefits. Even so, compensation experts say that's not really that much out of line with what executives in other industries are paid when you look at how much he's increased the value of the company. South Korea's Yonhap News Agency reports that Samsung may hire former BMW designer Chris Bangle. The controversial stylist skills would be put to use designing various electronic devices for the company, including laptop computers and home appliances. Even though BMW did fantastically well with Bangle running the design studio, some say the so-called Bangle butt on the 7 Series and the flame surfacing used on other cars is what led to Bangle's early retirement. You know, the United States is not the only place Mitsubishi is struggling to sell cars. According to Gasgu, the company will stop selling the Eclipse in China due to poor sales. Reportedly, it has only sold a few handfuls of cars. Ouch! An executive says the company had not fully thought out a sales strategy for the car, but also added that Mitsu might bring the Eclipse back to China in the future. Sounds like the company thought the car would sell well just because the market in China is doing so well. We can add BMW to the number of automakers which reported strong financial numbers for 2010. In fact, BMW says it earned record profits. The company's revenues jumped nearly 20% to over 60 billion euros. It also posted a net profit of 3.2 billion euros. That's about $4.4 billion. BMW says it also plans on raising the dividend for shareholders. And interestingly, even though the company had record profits in terms of sales, 2010 was only the second best performance in company history. Last year, BMW sold over 1.46 million cars, including Mini and Rolls-Royce. Have you ever wrenched on your car before? I sure have. But now the U.S. Department of Energy is sponsoring a competition for students to do just that. Students from 17 North American universities designed and built their own alternative propulsion systems for a competition called EcoCar, the next challenge. It's sponsored by General Motors, which supplied the vehicles, and the U.S. Department of Energy, 
which is hosting this portion of the challenge at its Environmental Protection Agency Fuel Emissions Laboratory in Ann Arbor, Michigan. The teams are testing their cars on the EPA's dynamometers to measure tailpipe emissions. Even though EcoCar is a competition, there is another more important goal. The organizations sponsoring the event are trying to provide students with a real-world engineering environment in hopes of finding the next generation of engine designers. And that sounds like a winning combination for everyone involved. Nissan is getting into a segment of the American market where it's never really competed before. We'll show you what that is right after this. Reducing exhaust emissions, aerified diesel particulate filters, high filtration, low back pressure, small package size, excellent durability, DowAerify.com. Outside of General Motors and Ford, the only other company to currently sell a light commercial van in the U.S. is Daimler. But that's about to change. Nissan is getting set to introduce a commercial vehicle in the American market for the first time. The company says customers in the segment are the least satisfied of any other segment. But Nissan believes it has addressed those complaints with its new NV series. Here's a look at some of those features. Hi, my name is Joe Costelli from Nissan North America, and I'd like to show you the 2012 Nissan NV commercial van. Come on, let's take a look in the back end here. One of the first things that you can see here is that we've got stand-up capability. I'm six foot two, have no problem with clearance here on the height side. So our high roof model is an option, as well as the normal standard roof commercial van that you've seen. But once you get on the inside here, there's a lot more to take a look at. For example, our wheel wells here that you can see have flat tops here so that the storage capability is of use. We've integrated the fuel neck that comes in into the wheel well so that there's not obtrusive space being taken for the regular cargo vans. One of the other big pieces here, and you can see from the top, we've got three lights on the interior where our, our competitors really put one. We know that the visibility that our plumbers, our electricians work at night, they need that visibility. But one of the biggest highlights we have that's exclusive to the segment is we've got integrated weld nuts. What these are here is these are supported weld nuts in that for aftermarket people to put their shelving, their hooks, their wiring, whatever it takes in that so that they don't have to drill into our sheet metal. It's quite an advantage in that. We've actually got them put on the roof as well for people to want to put ladder racks. We don't want people drilling that creates leaks and rust in that. So we've really taken a, an overall look here in the, in the market and what these various vocations in that could use in a commercial van. But it doesn't stop here. Let me give you a quick look from the cabin on the inside. All right, from up here in the cabin, you can see some great advantages on the new 2012 Nissan NV. The first one you'll see is the pickup truck-like design. The front end of the cabin that provides two main functional advantages that we have. One, the serviceability. For the owner-operator that does his own routine maintenance, you can see that he doesn't have to be a gymnast to change his oil. But the real advantage comes from the inside. This guy's looking for driver comfort, for getting in the vehicle 15, 20, 25 times a day. And you can see we have the pickup truck-like design. With our very first unit, we're going to have class-leading foot room, knee room, and hip room. Again, driver comfort and owner comfort is something that's extremely important. While you're here, you can also see that we've got the only console in the segment. Again, this, we know that this guy's using this thing as his mobile office. We have a capable uh, writing uh, top. This thing holds laptops. It holds hanging file folders. We hold business cards and pen. 
The two big pieces also that you really can't see from this one is that it's lockable. So we do have the safety and security story of anything that he has in here. But also inside this uh, console, we have a 120 volt uh, plug. The guy that needs to recharge his cell phone or his power drill or whatever else, he can plug it in here and utilize that. Again, a lot of advantages on the front end and the back end, and they'll be out in our Nissan dealerships in mid to late February, and we look forward to seeing you. Come check it out at one of our stores. Thanks. Hey, don't forget to tune into the live webcast of Roundabout tonight at AutolineDetroit.tv. Every week, Roundabout takes an offbeat look at the automotive world. Tonight's Roundabout Rear View episode will take a glimpse into the past like one about a rare Hispano Suiza that I got a chance to sit in a while back, plus a look into the cars of the future. I mean, yesterday, and I have no idea what that means, but you can learn all about it tonight at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Roundabout. And that's today's report on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching, have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday.